We are the Brink of Impact, created by Chelsea Loeb, Maggie Stoller, and Rachel Whaley, to energize young people to build careers in social impact. Every episode, we chat with someone starting their career in the social sector and share resources to help you boost your career. Tell us what you think of this episode on Twitter at Brink of Impact and join our email list to get links to all the resources we share. This week in episode three, I sit down with Ryan Charna, who is the CEO and founder of Gift Fluence. We chat about why we show up at election day and what our Sunday night schedules look like. And we share, as always, our favorite resources with you. On this week's news section, we are talking about civic engagement with uh, the election coming up tomorrow. It's something that's been on our minds quite a bit lately. Um, So I wanted to ask you guys, what motivates you to vote? Um, First of all, so excited that the election season is over. I show tomorrow. Um, It's just been super tiring. Um, But that doesn't keep me from um, casting my absentee ballot, which I did last week. I sent it in the mail. why I vote, I was thinking about this a lot. First of all, I think it's just kind of our duty as an active citizen to vote. Um, but my story is that I was raised in a Republican household. My parents were both registered Republicans. And, uh, you know, thankfully they kind of let me explore my own beliefs and my own, uh, what my values were and um, what values I carried with me into the polling place. And so when I was able to vote in my first election, um, I seize that opportunity. I don't share those same beliefs as my parents, but um, I vote because um, they always kind of push me to, even though we did have those differing beliefs. And then the second reason, of course, is because women have the right to vote, and how awesome is that? I mean, um, women fought for years for that right, um, and of course I want to make them proud. One of the things I um, really loved uh, was uh, that I've seen kind of recently is people that have gone to do early voting is they have gone to the grave of Susan B. Anthony and put their I Voted sticker on her grave, which I think is super cool. So, so many reasons to vote, being an active citizen, um, because of my parents, and because I'm a woman. And that is why I vote. I love that. And I love the, I love the, the reflection around um, voting based on, based on that history. Um, my motivation for voting is similar, um, and a, a big reason why I vote is because I'd like to see more women uh, represented in government. So for me, um, as, a, as a woman and a voter, it's, um, it's super important to me that um, my voice and that many women's voices are heard in elections so that we can um, have a more representative government. I feel like also... I don't feel this connection to, I guess, the suffragette movement that you all do because it didn't really mean anything for me to vote. So, like, this, like, emotional connection to women in voting isn't as um, important to me. But I guess, like, thinking back to the civil rights movement and that kind of, like, my my uh, motivation for voting is always the Martin Luther Kings, the dogs on people voting in the South and Jim Crow and it's different. Like, it's, it's definitely different um, listening to you all hear that. But for me growing up, it was definitely my father. Um, his family are both from the South, and he always was about, like, voting. And he was a union representative um, for his job. So seeing him being active in his work and also representing his community, um, where he was from, that was always really important for me. So um, he always... I guess, hopped around with his affi- political affiliation. So 
he was an independent one year. He was a black Republican for a year. And it was just for him, it was always, well, who, um, what, who's really for the issues that I believe in. So he always told me to really look into it and don't just vote for someone because they're a Democrat or because they're a woman or because they're black. But he was very much all about the issues and who's going to do the best for our country. Um, so there's a cool event happening this week in Philly from November 11th through the 19th, hosted by Young Involved Philly. So Young Involved Philly is Philadelphia's leading organization for young citizens. They do a lot of events um, for educating people about civic affairs, key city issues, and just some cool happy hours and events for young professionals. So they're hosting the State of Young Philly, which is a week-long event that has a range of different events that range from everything from an event on vacant spaces and silly places to street art and advocacy. They have a really cool event on Asians, Asian Americans and hip hop that I really want to check out. So it's going to be a huge event. They have about 50 partners from all around the city and they're expecting a thousand young professionals and organizational leaders. So definitely check out State of Young Philly from Young Involved Philly. My resource this week is Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. It's a podcast. You can find it on iTunes, and it's all about everything you need to know about money and money management, and she does really cool interviews. So definitely recommend it, and you can check it out on iTunes. So today on the podcast, I am sitting down with Ryan Charnov, who is the founder and CEO of Giftfluence, which I'm really excited about. I want to hear more about. Um, but before um, we begin, Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Um, so I want to start, I know that you have a really interesting path to how you found your way to social entrepreneurship and social impact, um, but I want to know a little bit about um, what that path looks like for you. So can you Tell me about where you went to school, what you studied, and maybe any experiences that you had in college that kind of led you to pursue the project you're working on now. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school at Washington University in St. Louis, um, and I studied entrepreneurship and economics and strategy. So I always knew I wanted to do something in the business world, something entrepreneurial, but I wasn't really sure you know, what I wanted that to be. Um, while I was in college, I was also involved in a nonprofit called Money Think, where we went in and taught students uh, financial literacy and college readiness. And that had a really kind of meaningful impact on me um, throughout my college experience. So after graduation, I wasn't completely sure what I wanted to do. So I decided to do consulting, um, which is what brought me to Chicago originally. So I did consulting um, for about a year and a half. And I always knew in my head that I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial and that if I was going to do something more entrepreneurial, it would have to be on the social side um, with kind of some sort of social impact. And uh, long story short, we just kind of ended up uh, doing this. Yeah. So um, I'm actually curious about MoneyThink. So yeah. was this a program that you started at Washington University? So it actually started here in Chicago, at University okay. of Chicago. Um, but we were one of the first chapters. Um, so it's a chapter system um, across the nation. Um, and there's hundreds of chapters now. Um, helping inner-city students uh, learn about financial literacy, learn about 
credit and debit and how to apply for and pay for college. Um, and it's a really cool program, especially when you're in college, because there's not you know a huge age gap between you and the students you're mentoring. So yeah. it's really meaningful at a young age and really empowering to be able to actually have an impact on high school students' lives. Yeah. So it seems interesting. So in college, you were studying entrepreneurship. You were kind of doing service through money, think. Um, but then what draw, what drew you to consulting? I know that that's like a common next step after college, but um, was it something that you are or were passionate about? Yeah, so I, I've always been kind of passionate about business and learning, you know, about different types of businesses and different industries. And so for me, consulting was a good opportunity to not just get work experience, but to kind of understand, you know, the business landscape a little more. Um, neither of my parents were, you know, in business growing up, so I didn't really know you know, what niche or what industry um, would really speak to me. So for me, consulting, you know, was just a great opportunity to kind of get my feet wet and to understand uh, more about different types of businesses and get kind of a professional experience that you can always fall back on. Definitely. Um, so I want to walk through the story behind Give yeah. Fluence, because I know you've told this to <laughs> me before. So um, take me back to when you initially had the idea. I know that you were doing a race, right? Yes. Yeah, so it was in July of 2015. I was running a half marathon um, in support of a charity that my roommate was involved in. And they set us up with a fundraising page because there was a fundraising requirement. So they asked us to you know, post about it on social media, reach out to our friends and, and family members, and basically you know, ask them for donations. So my close uh, friends and family members contributed, but when I would post stuff on social media or ask my friends uh, to support, I got a lot of feedback that people, you know, a year out of school um, didn't always have the financial means to be able to Mm -hmm. give back. So a lot of my friends would say, you know, I'm really happy that you're doing this. I'd love to support or hand out water, but I have, you know, student loans or debt or something that's keeping me from being able to financially contribute. So I made it my goal, um, more of a side project, to see if I could figure out a way that people like myself could give back to charity um, just by doing the things they normally do. So we started that um, with online shopping. So we partnered, at the time there was around 60 retailers um, that we got on board to donate a percent of their online sales uh, to charities that we would work with. Um, And in October of 2015, we had enough retailers on board that I decided to quit my job and do it as a full-time job. um, So that's almost a year now, right? Yeah, so it's almost (laughs) been a year. So it's uh, time flies. Absolutely. That's so exciting. Um, So you kind of founded this Gift Fluence. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about you know, in the past year now that you've really been pursuing this full time, what have you learned? What are like the exciting things and the trials and tribulations of being like a CEO of such an interesting, like small social enterprise? Yeah, it's, I mean, there's tons, tons of things that I learned. Um, Some of the things early on, some of the feedback that we got early on, besides kind of the typical, you know, time management skills and some of the internal skills that I've learned and gained, um, I was surprised that how easy it was to get retailers on board. Um, I wasn't really sure what the market kind of for corporate social responsibility would be and what the budget would be at a lot of these retailers. And so I was surprised how many retailers are out there actively looking for programs uh, to be able to give back and to engage with, uh, you know, socially responsible individuals. Um, So that kind of surprised me because I wasn't, I thought there might be some resistance, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, from retailers or that I would get a little more questions um, on that. 
The other thing that surprised me from the user experience um, was that a lot of users came to us um, when we had the shopping platform and said, we want more ways to be able to give. Mm -hmm. It's nice that whenever I shop online, I can you know, donate a percentage, but I don't shop every day. So they kind of challenged us to create a platform that would allow you to give in your daily life, um, which inspired us to partner with Yahoo and create a search engine um, that we launched just a few weeks ago that allows users to give back every time they search the internet. Um, so I was surprised um, kind of at, at how big this market was and what you know, people wanted out of that. Yeah. So what is the name of the search engine? Is it just so it's Yeah. So if you go to giftfluence.com slash, slash search, okay. um, you can search on our search engine. You get the same results that you would on like a Google or a Yahoo. Mm. Um, you can set it on Chrome to be um, your search engine in the search bar. So when you just type in a phrase, it'll automatically go through there. Or you could set it as your homepage. And it's just a good way every day to give back kind of passively without even noticing it. Yeah. So I want to go back um, to what GiveFluence is now because I know yeah. it's grown in the past year. Um, so can you explain um, how many retailers you have, what your user base looks like, and then explain how, um, like, what percentage of these funds are going to which nonprofits? Can you choose a nonprofit? Like, walk me through the process yeah. as a consumer. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we have over 500 retailers on the shopping wow. side. Um, some of the larger names are Macy's, Nordstrom, Groupon, Bloomingdale's. We have a few NFL teams. So just about anything, um, you know, you could think of buying online, um, you can get through Giftfluence. Uh, on average, our average purchase gives around 6% of the purchase price um, to the cause that you care about. Um, we have 840,000 causes to choose from. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a significant portion um, you know, of the U.S. market of charities. Mm -hmm. So if, they're, uh, if you are interested in giving back to a charity, there's a pretty high probability that the cause that you care about is on there. Yeah, and, and I know you were explaining this to me, mm -hmm. but... Um, this six percent giving back rate is crazy compared to we were talking about Amazon Smile, which yeah. is 0.5 maybe. Yeah, it's uh, 0.5 percent, um, mm -hmm. one half of one percent, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people have heard of the name Amazon Smile, mm -hmm. but they don't know that you have to spend two hundred dollars to give a dollar to charity. Yeah. So a lot of the organizations that uh, we've talked to. Um, actually have had kind of a, a double-edged sword or kind of a mixed impact with Amazon Smile yeah. because they've spent a lot of their, you know, marketing capital promoting it, mm -hmm. uh, but they don't always see results. And what they're afraid of is that, you know, millennials or, you know, people in the younger generation might think that because they're spending 20 or $50 on Amazon that they're making a, a, an impact and not actually donating at year's end. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, so, Ryan, what does your day-to-day -day job look like as CEO? I'm sure you're juggling a million responsibilities. Yeah, it's uh, it's all over the place, to be honest. <laughs> so there's no typical day. Yeah. Um, to give you an example of kind of what my day was like today, nice. um, you know, I'm always kind of meeting with different sorts of people. So uh, today I had a meeting, an introduction with a local nonprofit here to kind of tell them more about Giftfluence mm -hmm. and see you know, how we can learn from them and how we could kind of promote and help raise money with them. Um, I had a meeting and a call with uh, a for-profit company that's in the crowdfunding space that would be interested in using GiftFluence as kind of an addition to their crowdfunding 
um, the way that they crowdfund, which could you know just provide another opportunity for those wanting to give back. Yeah. Um, and then I had a few calls with potential student ambassadors at mm-hmm. uh, colleges, so I, I got to talk to some local college students here. Um, who are interested in bringing it to their school. So it's really all over the place. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great learning experience. I know. I'm sure the pace of your work is so exciting. And because there's something new every day, it's like always a new surprise or a pleasant surprise. Um, uh, so I, I'm curious outside of kind of your work with Gipfluence, like what makes you so motivated to, to work in this social entrepreneurship space? Like what is, is it about social impact that you're really drawn to? Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, it's almost kind of a a selfish thing. If you're going to be working so hard on something, you want to feel good about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's a lot of people, especially kind of in our age and our generation, who work really hard and kind of expect a lot out of their career, um, but they feel that, you know, they're not getting as much out of it as, Mm -hmm. as they could be. So... For me, um, I've just always felt if I'm going to be spending this much time on something, be acquiring all these new skills, it's got to be something that I really am passionate about and really care about. So the the best part of my job is when we get to write the checks and hear back from uh, the charities about how they're using the money that we helped raise. So for me, it's just a a really cool way and a unique experience uh, to kind of learn new things, to acquire new skills, and to make an impact that makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, we're such big fans of Gifluence. We're not a registered um, 501c3, but if we were, we would totally be on the site. Um, so I want to know what you do outside of Gifluence. I know it consumes a ton of your time and your energy, but I do know that you're involved with YNPN. So can you tell me about that? Sure. So uh, I'm a board member on YNPN Chicago. Um, so we're an organization uh, that helps young nonprofit professionals in the Chicago area uh, really just kind of learn about the nonprofit space. We're a resource uh, to help individuals uh, network. Uh, we provide career opportunities, job opportunities through our job boards, and we have all sorts of events um, to help individuals learn more about the space, to get training. We'll bring in a bunch of guest speakers, and we're really kind of trying to become Chicago's hub for nonprofit activity in the space. That's awesome, yeah. Um, so uh, my next question, which we kind of ask all of our guests, yeah. is um, self-care is really important. Yeah. Not only just in the nonprofit space, but if you're running your own business and you have a startup, like, <laughs> it consumes you every day. So um, what do you do to set aside time to, like, care for yourself? Like, are you, do you take go for a run? Do you, like, listen to music? Like, what does your, like, just kind of downtime look like? Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because when you start your own uh, company, a lot of people kind of idealize this notion of, you know, being their own boss and how you'll have your own hours. But in reality, when you work for yourself, um, there's always something you could be doing. Um, so you always feel like there's kind of an opportunity cost to your time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually recently have gotten into running. So I ran the Chicago Marathon a few weeks ago. Just um, got into running and <laughs> ran the marathon. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah, Very so cool. that, that's been kind of a way for me to you know reflect and yeah. relax and, and stay active. Um, outside of that, I'm a huge sports fan. So I oh, love nice. watching my uh, Houston uh, sports teams. Um, yeah. 
my friends and just kind of hang out and explore the Chicago uh, community. Definitely. Have you jumped on the Cubs bandwagon? Uh, it's hard not to. <laughs> I hard. know, right? I, I feel a little bad because uh, I went to school in St. Louis, um, and yeah. so the Cardinals won two years while I was there. And uh, I'm a Houston Astros fan. We used to be in the same division as the Cardinals and Cubs. So <laughs> I feel a little guilty rooting for them, but it's yeah. always fun when the Cubs win. Absolutely. So. Yeah, we were just talking about this week. I don't know when the podcast will premiere, <laughs> but this week certainly um, the Cubs just uh, won the, the national title, which is really exciting. So um, headed to the World Series this week. Um, so the next question we have for you um, is what is the last thing that you binged? <laughs> so like, it could be anything. We could, you could, it could be a food or a podcast yeah. or a television show. Like what's the last thing that you just like totally went in on? Yeah, this is going to sound a little nerdy and embarrassing, um, but the most recent thing that I've completely binged uh, has been coding classes actually. <laughs> um, so <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, I've been kind of trying to teach myself and learn how to code given, you know, the requirements and resources we need yeah. for GitFluence. Totally. So I've been spending a lot of time uh, using a resource called Code Academy, um, which is a free coding uh, class. And it's one of those things where once you start, you can look up and it can be hours later and you can just be, you know, hours deep into a problem. So is this all online that you can just like take these classes? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, free resources if you're interested in learning about coding. Um, So Code Academy is one that I've used and, you know, would personally recommend. Um, I know there's other ones called Free Code Camp. And if you actually just Google, you know, free coding or Giftfluence free coding classes, (laughs) you can find um, a lot of various resources out there. That's awesome. I like how you're starting to use Giftfluence as a verb in place of Google so that people can remember to use it as a search engine to donate. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, so totally coding is kind of also for, you know, <laughs> but it's awesome that you, you're totally binging on it because it's super helpful skill set. Yeah, like. and it's it's one of those things that you kind of need to, to binge on in order to, <laughs> to get to the level that you want. Yeah. Um, so I have two other questions for you yeah. kind of thinking about the future. One is, um, what what is the future like for Giftfluence? I know that's probably something you're thinking about every day, but, you know, if you were to kind of grow this out to its maximum capacity, what would it look like? Yeah, so our goal is really kind of beyond just shopping and search. Um, what we've realized is that there's so many ways that marketers kind of make money off of your online activity mm-hmm. that if we could just funnel a small portion of all that revenue towards great causes, we could make a monumental impact. So in addition to kind of growing our user base, uh, to partnering and creating kind of uh, more substantial partnerships with both our retailers and our nonprofits. We're also looking to find, you know, more interesting ways that a user can can give back. Uh, because the same person who thinks it's interesting to shop in support of a charity will also think it's interesting to search in support of a charity, and would also probably be willing to do other things that. Uh, will help give back and support their cause. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I totally see that Giftfluence can kind of like be pushing this forward and be the face of that. Um, so the next question is kind of related to this. Yeah. You know, it's I want to ask you what your dream job is. I know 
probably a part of you will say, this is it. <laughs> this is, I'm having my dream job now. But um, yeah, what would you ideally love to work on? It can be truly anything. Yeah, for now, this is uh, definitely a dream <laughs> job for this phase of, of my life. Sure. But I probably, if there's you know two different jobs that I would want to have at some point in my life, one would be to be the general manager of a sports team. I just oh, I'm a huge nice. sports Okay, fan. would you go and do the Houston, like the Houston team? Like what would you uh, what I, would you do? So you I could pick th- any team. I think I would want to be the GM of the Rockets in oh, basketball. Okay. Um, because I think it's uh, first of all I follow basketball the most and I think <laughs> it's you know, it's not like football where you've got fifty players, you've got kind of a smaller group of people to follow sure. and I think it would be uh, a really interesting uh, and really, really fun uh, job. Um, but obviously that's uh, a little <laughs> difficult. Um, the other job that might be a little more related was I would love to be involved in uh, like a, a venture capital firm um, that is on the socially, social entrepreneurship side. I know from, from my experience, uh, it's really difficult and it's kind of a, a new process for you know social enterprises to go out there and raise money. And mm-hmm. so now that I have this experience, um, I would love to be kind of on the other side of venture deals at some point in the future. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you know so much about what it means to be a struggling yeah. CEO of a social enterprise trying to like scrub capital and stuff like that. So I'm sure that you would know, you would have the best know-how to start your own like VC firm in the yeah, social impact that space. that would be great down the road. Um, so yeah, before we go, I just want to, um, I want to let you share any resources that you have to some of our listeners. Um, first of all, where can they find Giftfluence? How can they use Giftfluence on social media or your site or the search engine? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to Giftfluence.com, you could be directed to both our shopping platform and our search engine. So, you know, with the holidays coming up, it's a great way to give back, uh, through your daily shopping. Um, Additionally, we're on Twitter and Facebook, so if you go to at Giftfluence um, or search us on Facebook, you can, can find us and keep up with us. Um, some other resources that might be you know, valuable to your listeners uh, yeah. that I you know, really like. So first, I'll start with the YNPN Chicago yeah, Network. Yeah, we love YNPN yeah, Chicago. We put on a lot of fun, uh, yeah. amazing events. Um, we put on so many every week, I can't <laughs> even keep up with all of them. But uh, I would encourage anyone who's interested in the space um, to come out to some of our events. Yeah. Um, or uh, if you're you know, looking for jobs, you have a job board online as well that has a lot of uh, interesting opportunities uh, in the area. Um, additionally, uh, if you work for a nonprofit, there's a few things that I think um, oh, yeah. every nonprofit should be using to help them raise money. Uh, besides Giftfluence, <laughs> uh, the first is uh, an organization called Givesurance. Um, so, yeah, they're um, out of San Francisco. They help. Uh, nonprofits raise money actually just by renewing your insurance policies. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it's a really interesting business. They found that I believe it's between 25 to 30% of your insurance premium um, is spent on getting you to renew um, oh, your insurance. Wow. So they've partnered with insurance carriers to say we can reduce you know, your cost of renewal by donating a portion of what you would normally spend on advertising and marketing uh, to uh, charities. So wow. that's a really easy way. If your charity's not on GiveSurance, you should definitely get on because it's a free way to definitely, earn money. Yeah. Uh, another one would be um, the Google AdWords program. Yeah. So if you're familiar with uh, you know Google AdWords, it's a way uh, that you can advertise and market on Google's uh, search engine. Mm-hmm. And they actually give $10,000 a month um, of free advertising credit to nonprofits. So if you're not utilizing that, um, you really should be because it's a great way to 
spread the word and drive traffic to your um, to your site and your cause. And it's amazing, you know, how much you can get out of just uh, bringing in some some more traffic. So there's plenty of resources, you know, in the area for nonprofits. Uh, and, you know, every nonprofit should be using some of these. Yeah. That, you told me about Google AdWords yeah. and my mind was blown. I was <laughs> like, every nonprofit should know about this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and they actually, if you are successful with it and meet certain metrics, you can get up to 40000 Wow. So, you know, $40,000 a month is a really significant amount. Um, so you can bring so much traffic to your website. Um, and you can actually learn a lot as as well about, you know, who would be interested, you know, in donating and all sure. that based on kind of the analytics that, that come from it. That's so interesting. Um, these are amazing resources. That's that's such a really good list. I feel like I want to go back and, and gift fluence yeah. some of those as well. Yeah, that, definitely gift fluence. <laughs> um, well, Ryan, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, so, yeah, find uh, gift fluence online on Twitter, on their website. Um, and, yeah, this was such a pleasure. Thanks yeah, for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. My resource this week is the Mission List. It is an online database of women who use their social media influence for good. You can follow them at the Mission List on Twitter, or you can go to www.themissionlist.com. It connects nonprofits, NGOs, and socially conscious pro-woman brands with people that are passionate about increasing awareness for social good. It's such an awesome campaign and a cause, and you should definitely sign up. On this week's lifestyle section, we are talking about healthcare. When are we not? So, Rachel, I know a little while ago you came across this awesome article from Business Insider about nine things successful people do on Sunday nights. I was surprised to find an article they mentioned that 78% of adults worldwide experience Sunday night blues or Sunday scaries. Um, I know I've experienced them before where you start questioning all of your life choices on Sunday nights the night before you go back to work on Monday. Um, but this article is really great. It lists eight, no, sorry, nine things that you can do um, in lieu of getting the Sunday carries, including spending time with family and friends or volunteering or planning a week ahead. So um, I'm curious, what what is the formula um, for you guys to have a perfect, successful Sunday night? I think for me right now, a lot of my Sunday nights are planning for the week ahead with my wardrobe, so trying to like, map out outfits in my head, but also physically hang them in my closet. But something I want to move more towards is probably not in the winter, but um, spending more time outside on Sunday evenings, like maybe walks or in the park, or finding something creative to do and giving myself something positive to look forward to instead of like the dread of going back to work. Yeah, definitely. I can I can relate to the idea of trying to do something positive on the Sunday. Um, I think currently I spend my Sundays doing a lot of food shopping and meal prep for the week, um, doing some cooking ahead and that kind of thing. Um, but something I would really like to start doing is something this article recommends, which is a Sunday night exercise routine. Um, I just really love that idea because on the weekdays, I find it really stressful when I'm trying to squeeze an exercise. It's like calculating the number of minutes that I can, you know, get enough sleep and then still fit in a exercise and then still get to work on time. So um, that just causes me stress. And so um, the idea of doing it on a Sunday night when there's a lot more time and flexibility um, to do something like maybe go for a bike ride or something um, that I wouldn't necessarily have time to do on a weekday um, just sounds really nice. 
Those are both so awesome. Um, for my Sunday nights, I think, you know, I do, I try to do a lot of self-reflection. Um, I started to go to, um, the 5 p.m. mass at a church nearby, um, which I, I've always gone to church, but I've never gone on Sunday nights before. I've always kind of gone Sunday morning. Um, so Sunday, the Sunday night mass is a new one for me. That's always at 5 p.m. And I, it's a half hour walk there, it's a half hour walk home, and it's such a good time for self-reflection. Sometimes I'll try to call a friend or a family member um, in that time. Um, and then another thing I do on Sunday nights, too, is I have a lot of pen pals. I'm a letter writer, um, and I have a lot of friends that live far away, and I just love writing letters to people. I think it's really soothing and therapeutic to me, and I find that I'm much more articulate when I have a pen and paper because I'm really concentrated on writing something really personable um, to my friend and really asking some pointed questions about how they are and being really thoughtful. So um, the combination of church and letter writing has turned recently turned my Sunday nights into a really good time for self-reflection. And as we all know, self-reflection is a really important part of self-care. And also exercise and planning out your outfits. I feel like um, Sunday nights are kind of uh, wrapped up in really focusing on you and what you need and prioritizing the week ahead, little bit of treat yourself. Uh, and so, yeah, I think when you're working in the social impact sector, Sunday nights are a really sacred time. And it's really important that you take that time for yourself. So that uh, that's something that I always look forward to on Sunday nights. You've been listening to The Brink of Impact, created by Chelsea Lowe, Maggie Stoller, and Rachel Whaley. Subscribe to The Brink of Impact on iTunes or SoundCloud for new episodes every other Monday. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and sign up for our email list, which includes links to all the great resources we share. Our music is Open Road by Jason Shaw.